What is up and welcome back to Zen Business, the show that studies health and mindfulness habits that ultra high performers use to reach the top of their industry and their craft. I'm your host, Jonathan Maxim, Managing Director at K&J Growth Hackers and founder of five digital companies. We've grown these companies to great levels and created an exciting and fulfilling life for our team members, but the truth is it was much more challenging than we ever could have imagined. All right, now let's jump in. Okay, what is up and welcome back to Zen Business. I'm stoked to have you here and I'm gonna jump right into the content. I got some really dense, really passionate stuff that I've been working on and I'm excited to share it with you. So if you are new to the podcast, remember that if this is helpful, if this is handy, if it teaches you just one thing today, please help support the show, help support free content and education for everybody out there and share it with a friend. Give it to somebody who you think this could help. Just take that one moment and inspire somebody else as me and you are trying to do every day. All right, so let's jump in. Right now, I have been spending a lot of time working out and ironing out exactly what makes a successful app launch. I've worked with clients like TikTok and Triller and all of these large app companies, and those are always the case studies that people ask about. So what I did was I distilled all of those different campaigns. We've launched over 300 campaigns to date, and we've turned that into a seven-step framework. So I'm gonna be going over the seven steps to a successful app launch. Now, understand that there's also a complimentary ebook that goes deeper. It's basically just a, a PDF that goes much deeper on this topic. So if you do have an app, if you're looking at how to launch it or how to market it better, I'll leave it in the show notes. Anyway, I'm gonna be producing more content around this so that founders and marketers who are working for apps like yourself have a better shot at succeeding. Now, the outcome of this program is to get market validation on the product, which is typically getting profitable, getting the the app itself, you know, in the hands of users, making them love it and, you know, getting proof that people actually like it, and then scaling to 10,000 users per month and then raising capital. So those are the outcomes that we shoot for in a launch. So I'm going to give you the whole framework and exactly how it all fits together. Now also remember that there is a, a complimentary ebook that goes along with this series. It's called the Viral App Launch Checklist ebook, and that is available at kjgrow.co slash app ebook, one word. So you can go ahead and download that whenever you want. All you gotta do is put your email in there, and then of course we'll send one weekly growth hack to your inbox so you can just constantly have new creative ideas coming to how to market your platform better. So let's go ahead and jump in. So this is episode one in this series. Uh, it's a seven step framework, so I'm gonna do seven episodes about it. And the first step of a successful app launch is pre-launch. Okay, what fits into pre-launch? First of all, you gotta have your tracking set up. In order for any marketing campaign to succeed, you really need to have accurate data. So tracking is the first thing. Second, after you develop your tracking footprint, if you will, and get that stuff installed on the platform, then you're gonna need to design the strategy. Now, I'm gonna give you a framework for this, but at the end of the day, the tone of voice, the target audience, the brand positioning, and the, the offer, all of that stuff depends on what your app does. So I'll help you think about that. And then third is usability testing. So that's about making sure that the app works as intended. And then fourth is the app store listing page. So these are the four things that you wanna do prior to launch. So let's go ahead and dive a little bit deeper. Now, when I say getting your tracking set up, this is about getting 
Firebase and AppsFlyer installed. Firebase is a free Google software that monitors the in-app activity. So it'll look at how long people are using your app for, what different actions they're taking. Are they subscribing? Are they registering? Are they deleting the app? It's really valuable data for post-conversion after they have downloaded the app. Most people install Firebase right away. If you haven't installed it, I recommend installing it. It's one SDK. You can get it for free from Google's Firebase website and you can install it in moments or your developer can install it. And then it goes through the platform and sets up really robust tracking without you having to do anything. So for example, it'll set up conversion events, registration events, all of the different things that somebody can do in your app. It'll go and set events in there for you. So it's really handy because it requires minimal setup. It's free and it will tell you about the quality of the traffic, about the quality of the users on your app platform. A lot of people have their own custom dash set up for, you know, the, the people who have registered on the platform so that they can monitor some of the metrics that are like unique to your platform. For example, PayPal have one that showed which languages people were learning, where they were from, how many people were posting to the feed, that kind of stuff. So I, you, it's still nice to have that, but like it's not a requirement. You can still look at like the aggregate data, which is the stuff that you'll see in Firebase. And that will give you a clear story of at least how long are people using the app per session? How many sessions per day are they doing? Are they, you know, retaining for seven days, 28 days, whatever, you know, what's the retention and all that stuff. So I really love Firebase. It's free. It's great. I don't get paid to say this. I just make sure that I get it in every app before we launch. That way, when we launch, we get exact data on how people are using the app. And this will make a lot more sense later if it's new to you, but I definitely recommend that. Okay, the second thing you need to get installed, AppsFlyer. Why AppsFlyer? Okay, so AppsFlyer is a, think of it like a container that will hold a lot of different SDKs. SDKs are basically a piece of code that connects one website to another. So if you put the Facebook SDK in, it will connect your app to the Facebook website. And so you can use Facebook login and things like that. Now, the reason we use the Apps Flyer SDK is so that you can install Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat. You can install all of those different SDKs with just one, the Apps Flyer SDK. So you install the Apps Flyer SDK and it will allow a marketer who's got no technical knowledge like myself to be able to successfully set up integrations with other platforms. So AppsFlyer manages the inbound affiliate traffic from Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Google, YouTube, Snap, Quora, wherever, you name it. So that is gonna measure the top of funnel data. Top of funnel basically means what are people doing before they download the app? Are they watching a video? Are they clicking an ad? Are they looking at the App Store listing page? So that is really where AppsFlyer is valuable because it allows you to compare the performance of different marketing channels easily one-to-one. -one. Now, it is it does have a cost associated with it. AppsFlyer is free for the first 20,000 conversions, I think, and then it's seven cents per conversion after that. If you think about it, it's really not that expensive, but it is extremely valuable. Now, you don't have to have it, but if you don't have it, then you're not gonna get an accurate read on your marketing data. So we always require that for our launch and we encourage all of our clients to get that too because it just makes it easier for them to see the data that we are telling them. For example, like if you know we just tell them a thousand people download the app, how are they gonna prove that, right? So AppsFlyer is gonna make it easier to measure, of course, how many impressions and how many clicks and how many conversions we got. And then Firebase is next in line. Firebase measures how people use the app after 
they downloaded it. So those are two really handy tools that are gonna make sure you have a really robust understanding of how people are using the app once they download it. Okay, so now you've got tracking set up. The next step is to set up the strategy for your launch. Now, every launch is different, but every launch is also the same. And that's why this framework works well because it will leave space up for negotiation about how you go about this launch. What I mean is every app, every platform has got a different target audience. For example, we work with a company that does a golf app, meaning their target audience is golfers, right? And then we have another client that has, it's like a TikTok meets Eventbrite platform, so social videos for booking events. So of course their target audience is gonna look different. So everything in your, your strategy depends on your target audience. But oftentimes we don't know exactly who our target audience is. For example, we might know that we have golfers, we have an app for golf people, but do we know if it's 18 to 24? Is it 25 to 34 year old golfers? Is it golfers in Miami or is it golfers in the Pacific Northwest? That's the kind of data that you're gonna get from the launch. So the way it works is you do the initial beta launch and in that beta launch, you're collecting data. And then that data will tell you, hey, it's the 25 to 34 year old guy in Florida who is our target customer because they are not only the, the cheapest user acquisition cost, but they're twice as likely to purchase, right? So if you, for example, if it costs you $10 to acquire a customer who pays you $20 in Florida, but in California, it costs you $20 to acquire a cost customer that pays you $20, obviously you're gonna wanna target the audience in Florida. So that's the kind of data that you're gonna get from using this framework is understanding exactly who's using your app and then you can make content and creative around them. So we isolate a micro launch, the beta test we call it, in that beta test, we collect data, figure out who's using the app, and then we build our bigger marketing strategy around that. We don't just go to market with one big, huge splash campaign. The reason is, is a big splash campaign could cost easily $100,000, buying billboards and TV and you know getting PR and all that kind of stuff. But the issue with that is that you don't know that it's gonna be effective because you don't have proof. You don't know with data exactly who your customer is, exactly you know, what the cost per acquisition is, exactly what their lifetime value of that customer is. And so you need to set up a little isolated launch prior. So when it comes to your strategy, you may have a hypothesis about what you think will work, but once you get it into market, the app and the performance always is different than what we're expecting. So when it comes to the strategy component of it, we leave it a little bit open-ended in the sense that we will test a lot of different messages We'll test a lot of different actors and avatars and you know angles for the creative in the videos. And we'll test a general concept and then run that general concept across a bunch of audiences and see which ones respond the best to it. So your strategy is gonna be a little bit different in that sense. You're not gonna say, look, I'm targeting millennial moms until we know. We're gonna launch the app to everybody, see who responds to it because a millennial mom, they might be a great user. You might pay $5 to acquire them and they might give you $20. But just like in a case study we had back in like 2018, the elderly women were $10 to acquire a customer who paid 50 bucks a month, whereas the millennials were 50 bucks to acquire a customer who paid 50 bucks a month. So the ROI was five times higher after doing the testing. And that is why you don't wanna assume exactly who your target audience is. You wanna let the people speak for themselves. So when it comes to setting your strategy, you wanna think about who your customer is and you wanna think about 
what offer you're going to pitch them. Why is your app so amazing that, that they just can't say no to it? For example, you want to make it an offer they can't refuse. That's what Mosey says, right? So if you, you can offer them a solution that's twice as fast, half the price, or you know, to double the functionality, then of course they're going to sign up. So you want to think about what your offer is against which audience. And that is what will determine your marketing strategy. So that will determine what kind of videos you make, what kind of messaging that you put into your content, what kind of brand ethos and brand voice that you have. And so when you come up with that strategy and you can always just inquire with us and we can help you out and we can put together an actual launch plan for you, or you can join one of the courses or download one of the free downloads that cover this. But when it comes to your strategy, it all starts with your audience, okay? All right, so now, and pardon me for the dogs barking in the background. I don't know why the dogs are going so crazy today. We'll talk more about the strategy. Don't get too hung up on that right now, but I wanted to have you have an understanding of how we're gonna approach the strategy, and then we'll do the what later. Okay, so now that you've got your plan in place, you know who your target audience is, you know what kind of angle you're gonna be you know, approaching them with your marketing, then we got to know what the goal is. So the goal is really important because, for example, let's just say your goal is to get 10,000 new users on the platform. A lot of people say, well, why don't I do 100,000? Why don't I do a million? And then I answer them by saying, well, if you figure that your cost per acquisition is $1 per user, do you have a million dollars? No. Okay, cool. Do you have $10,000? Maybe. Sure. Okay, so let's shoot for 10,000 users, right? And then once you know a basic benchmark of where you want to go, then you can design the rest of the marketing strategy around it. And when I say marketing strategy, I really mean the pro forma, the financials, the numbers of how to get there. Because when you can take a goal like 10,000 users and you can break it down into little pieces, it makes it much more approachable and much more doable to achieve. For example, let's just say our goal is 10,000 users in three months. So that comes out to 2,000 users in month one, 3,000 users a month two, and then 5,000 a month three. You got some numbers in mind. You know you want 10,000 downloads over the next three months. You know what to budget for it in terms of what it's gonna cost per user acquisition. And let me dispel a myth up front. There's always associated costs with any user acquisition. You're never gonna just get free downloads. The idea that you could just have something go viral is really a pipe dream. It's a fantasy because yes, stuff does sometimes go viral, but do you have an audience of a million fans who you can you know, plug it to and immediately make it go viral? Maybe, but most of us don't. So there's, the way that the, the, the social media platforms work today, they don't just give away reach. Some platforms were giving away reach like TikTok was for a while and so was YouTube and then even Instagram was at one point. But now if you're <laughs> new to this and you're just creating a page, it's not like you just post something and then all of a sudden like the whole world falls in love with it and it just goes viral. They make you pay for it. And so there's always associated costs with marketing, with acquisition, which brings me to another point. When it comes to your strategy, you need to have a budget associated with that. Let's just say you got $30,000 to get 10,000 users and that's your ad budget. Well, okay, that's fine. But you're also going to need marketing budget to cover the staff. You need somebody to edit videos. You need somebody to write the copy, et cetera. Now, the more of that you do yourself, obviously the more money you can save, but you want to stay strategic. So getting back to the, to the goals, I recommend that you set your goal based on when you break even. 
For example, I have that app, uh, the golf app that I was telling you about where users pay three bucks a month, super cheap, super easy subscription. I actually recommended that they put that subscription in before they sign up with us so that they could make money on their users. They wouldn't just be paying to acquire users. And they got 15 paying users their first day out of their like 1500 users, 2000 users who are on the platform. So instantly they started making money again. Now, you may not make enough money to where you can pay for all of the costs of ads or all of the costs of the marketing team. You may still have to pull money out of your own pocket. For example, I've invested $100,000 in a single startup before just to get it going. That's pretty normal, but it's much better if you can make money along the way. And this podcast is really about people who are not using the cheat codes of venture capital, who are bootstrapping it, who are building it from the ground up. If you have venture capital, I have strategies for that too, but I... This is, this is a, a framework that anybody can use, not just those you know, wearing the, the golden crown from, from San Francisco. And I think we'd all love to have a few million and invest their budget, but the truth is, is like investors are not writing checks like that right now. So it's much better if you can get profitable as a platform for a few reasons. One, you have a much better business case. You can say it cost me $10 to acquire a user that's gonna give me $20 a month. Boom. Any investor can say, okay, that's a legitimate business model, clear input, clear output. So even if you're raising capital, you'll have a lot easier time raising capital if you have numbers to prove it, right? And if you don't think people will pay for your app, well, you should be asking yourself the question, is this valuable enough that people would pay for it? Because if I spend $50,000 developing an app and somebody's not even willing to give me $3 to use it, that's a real question. You should be you know, asking yourself the bigger questions at that point. So you wanna design your goals around your break-even point. So let's just say you acquire 10,000 users, 5,000 of them register, 2,000 of them become active users, 1,000 of them you know, become power users, and then you know, 50 of those sign up to be paid users. Let's just say they're paying 50 bucks a month. Okay, now you got $2,500 a month in revenue. So after a few months, you can start to recoup the cost of acquiring those 10,000 users. So that's really the model that I recommend for the everyday founder. If you got venture capital, it's a different story, like I said, but when it comes to your marketing model, and again, I have a bunch of resources and, and you know templates and pro formas and stuff that I've put together for this stuff. So feel free to just shoot me a DM. I'll be happy to share it with you at no cost. It's free. And just to make sure you're set up for success there. Because it's not part of, that, that's not exactly what we do in our app launch program at K&J, but a lot of clients don't have that. So I typically give it to them. And that way they can give me clear goals for the campaign so that when we launch, I know and they know, was this a success or was it not? Okay, so now you've got your tracking, so you've got accurate data, you've got your strategy in place, the data that you're shooting to achieve, your goals, and now we're gonna move to your App Store listing page. Your App Store listing page is about making, this is your landing page for the app, right? So this is your Google Play, your App Store page, and you're gonna wanna format it like a landing page, high converting landing page. Weak app store pages converted about 10%, strong ones converted about 30%. TikTok was doing around 25% when I was working with them. So off the bat, you're probably gonna be looking at like a 10 to 15% conversion rate for your app store listing. So you really wanna write the content for that listing in a way that captivates people and makes them want to download. Because if you're gonna be paying all this money to get traffic, whether you, you know host an event or whether you do a giveaway or whether you run ads, you're gonna be paying to get that traffic to your App Store page. So you don't wanna send traffic to a page that's under-optimized. For example, if you pay to get 10,000 visitors to the App Store listing page, 
and it converts at 10%, you're going to get a thousand users. But if it converts at 27%, where it should be, you're going to get 2,700 users. So you're going to get more than two and a half times as many users just by optimizing your landing page. So this is a really important thing to do before you launch. And that's why I put it in the pre-launch process. So optimizing your app store listing, ASO, app store optimization, it's called just like SEO. You want to format the content as hook, problem, solution, doubts and credibilities, call to action. That's the body content of it. Hook, problem, solution, call to action, doubts and credibilities, call to action. And you can put a few call to actions in there. It doesn't have to be exactly two, but that's the easiest way to think about how to write content. You capture their attention with the hook. You state the problem that they encounter every day. You provide a solution, AKA your app, and then you provide case studies, testimonials, news features, any kind of social proof and validation credibility that you have. And then when they're all excited about it, you ask for the call to action, download now. So you can format the app store screens, the screenshots, you get you know a panel of like five, six screenshots on the app store listing page. Those should show the user experience, which of course is solving a problem. So it's gonna go hook, problem, solution, call to action. A lot of people ask me that question. It's a very easy solution, very easy framework. Now, obviously you can get more in depth with it and get more advanced, but as a starting point, if you can identify what the customer's problem is, and provide an immediate solution, you're gonna get a high conversion rate, higher than the competition. Now, your headline, your subhead, your screenshots, and your body content for the App Store listing page, all are gonna be formatted in that way. Your headline is gonna be your hook, which is the title of the app. For example, it might be Uber-Get-A-Ride, or you know, call a taxi or whatever. So you wanna put a, a really clear answer to it early on in the life of your brand because when somebody searches the app store, they see golf, book a tea time, you know, if that's the app name, golf, book a tea time, then they know exactly what they can do with the app. And so the click-through rate's gonna be higher on the app store browse and search. And then, you know, you can use the rest of the content to draw them in. So you got the hook, golf, book a tea time. You got the, uh, the, the subheader, which is gonna be, you can write that as a problem solution. It could be no more fumbling around trying to you know look at 10 different golf courses, see all 10 golf courses in one app, download golf today and book a tee time within three minutes, right? So you got the hook, you got the problem solution statement, and then you got the body content and you can just restate that content deeper you know, where you have that body content. There's a lot more that you can do for ASO, but we're gonna stick to that for pre-launch because all we need to do is make sure that when people go to the app store listening page, they download it. All right, last thing in the pre-launch process, usability testing. You wanna get your app in the hands of people who can give you feedback on how it works. Now, a good app, in my opinion, really only needs three or five screens. The first app I designed had something like 27 screens. And I realized that's because there wasn't one monster piece of value that was a clear problem solution. So I had all these ancillary features that were not that much of a value to people. And that's a pretty common symptom for somebody who's got this dream app in their mind and they want to build this, you know, go big thing and, you know, strike, strike it big. The, the problem with that is, of course, if the value is not definitive and clear from you as the founder's perspective, there's no way that the customer is going to understand that value. So you really have to make sure that the value of your app is as clear as problem solution. For example, golf, book a tea time, Uber, get a ride, Uber eats, order food in minutes, right? So your app should solve a clear problem. Now I am gonna build my own app, an app on how to launch apps, 
so that people like you who are listening and who need a framework for how to launch can just have a checklist, right? How to launch your app. That's what it's going to be. Viral app launch, how to launch an app, right? Very simple framework of problem solution. I have an app. I need to know how to launch it, right? So think about your app in those terms, input, output, problem, solution, etc. And then that will make it really easy for your usability testing to check whether it works. For example, can you book a tea time on that app? Can you order food? Can you order a ride? That's all you really need to know from the usability perspective. There can be bugs, the app can crash, etc. But as long as people can use that one core function, the one value driver of your platform, that's all that matters. So it's good to put it in the hands of users. You can buy uh, access to beta audiences or alpha audiences, if you will, like alpha you know, would be the pre-launch and then beta would be the first launch. So you can go to different platforms and they will put test users on your platform and they will provide feedback and find bugs. So that's one way to do it. You can also just ask friends and family. You can get multiple devices and try it yourself, but you just wanna make sure that the app works well. Because of course, just like the App Store optimization, you don't wanna send a bunch of traffic to an under-optimized ASO page. You also don't wanna send a bunch of traffic to an under-optimized app that doesn't actually get the people the value they want, especially if it's a subscription app, because of course, if they're paying for it, you want them to actually be able to finish paying, right? If the payment page is broken, it's extremely frustrating for the founder which is something that baffles me because I was using Twitter the other day and I was trying to set up an ad campaign and the payment portal is broken. And I've been trying this for months, trying to get ads live on Twitter and I can't. It's just all because their payment portal is broken. So that's a, a very, very mission critical issue. That is stopping revenue from coming in the door. So you really need to iron that stuff out before you put any budget behind this and launch anything. All right, so let's summarize. Now, today we talked about all of the pre-launch steps to plan out your app launch. Now, if you are listening or watching and you don't have anything tangible in front of you, remember you can always just go to kjgrow.co slash app ebook. And there I have a checklist, it's an in-depth seven page booklet on how to launch the app. So you'll get all of this in written format so you can you know work on it like a workbook. If you just go to that, website and download it. So that's the easiest way to turn this into something real. You know, the biggest shame of learning something is not applying it, right? It's information and integration. When the two work together, you win, right? So you've now got the information on how to go about the pre-launch and that is install the tracking, set the campaign goals and strategy, optimize the app store listing and do your usability testing, make sure the app works. Pretty simple stuff. It might sound a little bit technical, but it's really not and again, I have resources to teach you how to do any of it, or if you wanna get K&J and my team's help on it, you can always just go to our website, kjgrowth.com, go to the apps page, and then you know click the button to contact us, and we'll you know provide an audit and analysis of your, uh, of your app and give you some initial thoughts and recommendations, even if we don't end up working together. Um, but just for your information, we are doubling down on these app launches, and we have taken our programs that range between like 10 and 40K a month, and we boiled it all the way down to 4K a month. And we're also running a promotion right now where you can get your first month free with us. So we'll build the whole campaign, launch everything, and you're not, you don't pay until you're getting results. So that way you'll get 25 ad videos, creatives, just high converting content, get 500 AB tests, all of that done before you ever pay a penny. So it's a really cool offer. We're doing it as a way to promote and evangelize this new service that we're doing. 
um, at such a better price for founders like yourself and marketers who want to put the gas from TikTok and Triller and all these platforms, all of that team and insights that we've learned working on those campaigns and put it behind your app. So that's it for today. Tomorrow, we're gonna go over how to actually launch your app. And this is gonna be your beta launch. I'll explain the rest of the launch later. But for now, thanks for listening. I hope it was valuable. If you have any feedback, feel free to shoot me a DM. I do have a new page on Instagram, jmaxdoesapps, where you can ask me questions there. And that page is dedicated just to app marketing content. So if this is your world, go ahead and give it a follow and just get constant free content every day from the minds behind all these big app launches. So that's it. If this was valuable, if you know anyone who's a founder, if you know anybody who's in app marketing, feel free to share this with them. Please do share it with them. I'm producing free content for you so that you can give free content to other people and take credit and look good. It's all good. All fits together in the universe of big plans. So make sure to share it out if you found it valuable. And I will see you in tomorrow's episode on how to actually launch your app. All right. See you soon.